0: And um, I hear the first officer call out. And the first officer jumps on the radio and he screams, Holy sh, the goat man. And I mean, it's just like everything went quiet. And my, I, I could hear the ringing in my ears and I could feel my heart race. And so I hit my life and I went flying up there. I'd been told by some. Old, older people, elders, there. You grab them and you hold them and you uh, you you don't own them, but you you hold them there until daylight. If we can hold them or pull it in, pull them into the light. It uh, destroys anything they have, uh, any kind of power or anything that or anything they were trying to do to you. It'll it'll destroy them.
1: This guy was like bouncing, like.
0: You know, like how you see people kind of getting ready to jig? You know how they kind of bounce. Yeah, he was like that way. He was just kind of bouncing, and he was just kind of going back and forth, and one foot to the other. And uh, and he just kind of turned sideways, and he turned back over to the other way, and and uh, he took off. Holy oh, shit! He have jumped in Wanda.
1: This is Large Tales. I'm your host, Rod Williamson, and thanks again for joining us on another episode. If you are Native American, and you'd like to come on the show to share your strange and paranormal experiences, please consider emailing us at lodgetales at gmail dot com. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Lodge Tales, and I'm your host, Rod Williamson. This week, I got my brother on for us, and, uh, We kind of go back and forth about that Bucket Woman incident up in Oregon. Where, well, we really think it's a nun spirit, like a nun that was always bothering those little kids up there. And we kind of go back and forth about that. I let him tell his side and we kind of, I don't know, basically just talk about it. as, As both of us experience things there. Them more so than... Than I, I guess I would say. Because. I mean. I've seen a few things. I mean. With the that pentagram. Oh, I don't know. I mean. <laughs> I I was there to see. The window slam. And talk to my niece about it. And everything. And it, it, it was pretty scary. But. We talk about that. Then afterwards he goes into. Talking about our dad's house. You know that, that spooky house in browning there that flood house and so anyways uh he tells a lot of stories about his experiences there he talks about this um when his wife was getting her feet tickled one night <laughs> those are always creepy stories and uh hearing people in their party another time he talks about when a toilet paper roll come flying out the bathroom and hits one of his wife's cousins in the head. <laughs> and, uh, there's also this man looking at him from the window after he locked, because he'd lock the house up and crawl out a window and leave the window open, no key to it. That's how he'd do it. it was, well, his locks are kind of faulty at the time, too. Well, anyways, he, that thing that was looking at him was from inside the house after he had already cleared it all out. They're already getting ready to leave, and yeah, it was looking at him from the inside. Then, uh, um, his our sister-in-law was there and she was staying with them. She's just a little girl at the time and she went to go sleep in that. What we don't mention in there is that the the old woman uh where where our sister-in-law went to go sleep, that was my grandma's room. Where's where they're talking about. We don't mention that in there, but that was it. And also I said during our podcast, our, podcasts, our, our uh, conversation, that I had the pictures up for that Bucket Woman house. I went back and looked, and I realized that I didn't put them up there just yet, that I meant to. I, I got them all saved and ready to to get put on. But, uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and do that within the next few days as well. So we'll have those on there for you guys to look at. That <laughs> Bucket Woman house is a crazy place. So, uh... If you haven't checked out the website yet, I encourage y'all to go look at it. You can leave a voicemail there for us. Like if you have a short story you just want to get on, you can do that there, you know, and leave leave a message or or whatever, saying, you know, post as is or edit it down to get the names out. Well, whatever you want, you know. You could you could do that there or you could just leave a a message there like type a story out you know and I'll get it all the same I could read that off on on the show or preferably you could contact me and we'll set up an interview you could come on and tell your stories in person and again the same rules apply you can be as anonymous as you want you know you don't have to say your name or you don't have to say anybody else's name it's just whatever you know Whatever you're comfortable sharing, we're, we're interested in the stories, you know, getting out there for everybody to hear. And uh, again, thanks everybody for uh, tuning in and being with us on this journey that we're on with these stories. So I wanted to apologize for these episodes coming out late. We're going to have my brother as part one and part two for this month in November. Those will be our two episodes coming out. I'm kind of dealing with a little bit of a sickness going on. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I notice it. Um, my wife's been kind of sick and trying to keep work going, and you know, there's a lot of things kind of kind of tied me up this month. Had my daughter come in from college spend Thanksgiving with us, and you know, been kind of. Kind of strained from the podcast, not on purpose, just things coming up. So anyways, I'm catching back up and I'm getting this episode out tonight. And then tomorrow, I'll, epi- I'll edit part two of my brother's. Also, we'll be getting uh, Well, what I wanted to do was release part one of my brother. And then tomorrow, release the patron-only episode... With Wade Running Crane. And he talks about a shape-shifting Bigfoot in that one. And he also talks about some UFOs that... That they were... Experiencing at the same time this Bigfoot was chasing. There's some pretty good stories in there. And so... I wanted to release that one tomorrow as a patron-only episode. And then... Probably the following day... Get my brother's part two out. And... I'm also calling him tomorrow to finish recording the rest of his stories he has more and he might have a, a four-part series on his as well so we're going to get all those out and then coming down the road I want to I've been meaning to get back with Angelo Bullplume and I had one of my friends say you know get him back on I want to hear more of him so I've been thinking about that I mean I, I've had him on my radar for a while now and I think I'm finally going to pull the trigger and give him a call and set something up to see where we can continue with his and his wife's stories that would be that would be good he tells a lot of good ones about heartbeat so yeah uh expect that in the near future and also i finally talked my wife into <laughs> coming on the podcast and sharing some of hers she has some really good ones too so so yeah stay tuned for all that and thanks for being here everyone Alright everybody, we got my brother Jim. He's going to tell us some stories, but before that, maybe, uh, little well, Jimmy you could kind of talk a little about yourself, kind of introduce yourself to everybody, and just take it away with your stories.
0: Okay. Well, I'm Rod's little brother, Jim. Uh, grew up on the Reds, Black Reds live in bozeman now been here for since 2005 so i've been here for quite a while but uh yeah just grew up on the reservation i have a lot of stories of both places both the reservation um got some stories about oregon when we used to live there i uh, got a lot of stories of here in bozeman also and just a bunch of random stuff so uh yeah i don't know where where shall i begin
1: let's start from the beginning
0: go into the beginning, let's go with, uh, well, back in, <clears throat> when I was in fourth grade, I went to a school in, up in Oregon, I was in elementary, I went to a Sunnyside Elementary in Salem, Oregon, and uh, we used to live in these apartments, uh, my brother, the one, the one that owns the podcast here, he was He was in school at Chmau and I was living with my mom and we lived in these apartments in Kaiser that was pretty run down, low down. So we was pretty happy to get out of there once my mom was able to find a place. And she found a place up in Salem that was a few miles away from where we currently stayed in Kaiser. And it was a actual house and two story house. it was a little white house kind of had to drive down this little alleyway to get to it. but yeah we was stoked because we wanted to get to heckdad apartments because they were pretty pretty rundown apartments I, I hated living there but we had a riff over our heads so but uh yeah we got into the house and uh I remember when we first pulled up there I think you was in school I think it was just me, mom and our stepdad Michael
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think that's who was with us I'm, I'm not I can't remember but we pulled up into the into the parking way there and I was all i was really happy as, she, as mom was showing me that it's like check this out little Jim we got a house we got a house and I was all happy and, oh shit yeah man we could finally get a house get the heck out of those ugly ass apartments so we go in and she was showing me around when you walk into the house you walk in and there's like this little I don't know if it's like a den or maybe like a dining area I guess yeah I kind of guess like a dining area the first room you walk into when you walk in the front door Dining area, then straight ahead of you, there was a door there that went into my mom's room. That was like the master bedroom. You turn to the left, there's a little small hallway, maybe about, the hallway was only seven, eight feet long or so, maybe not even that. And it went into the kitchen and into the living room and there was a bathroom in that little hallway too. Then across from the bathroom, there was stairs that went upstairs and there was two rooms up there, one on each side to the left and right. And straight ahead on the stairs, there was a closet with a door that opened up. There's like a little walk-in closet there. But uh, I remember going in there, and we was looking around, and we walked up to the mom was going to show us our room, me and your room. It's like this is this is where you and Rod's going to stay. And that's when uh, we had um, we had our cousins. Our cousins' uh, mom wasn't doing too well. She was kind of off in the and the partying life. So my mom took our cousins as foster kids and they, they were our foster brother and sisters for for about a year or so, if I remember right. But uh, yeah, they they were with us and there was uh, one, two, there was three of them that came to live with us, three of my first cousins. And uh, I remember we walked up in there I, I can't recall if this was the first trip we went there or it was the second trip that my mom was showing my cousins also, but we walked into the room where me and Rod's room were and the whole floor was painted black and it was like a really shiny black paint and on, in the middle of the paint, in the middle of the room, there was a red, looked like a compass. I don't know. It, it wasn't a compass though. It had weird markings and stuff on it. It was, it was all red. And it looked like to me it looked like a like a compass, or it, my mom said it looked almost like a devil worshipping thing. I don't know, but it scared the heck out of us when we first seen it, and we was like, ah, we'll, we'll just either put a carpet over it, or we'll paint over it, or we'll do something. We'll get rid of it somehow. So that's what we end up doing. We uh, we met a couple of uh, uh quants up up there. They. We were gonna beat him up. <laughs> our rod was gonna <laughs> beat him up. <laughs> His rod is gonna tune him up for my cousin and say we're messing with their but uh somehow, some way they end up becoming our friends. And uh they end up coming over to the house and that's who my mom hired to paint over that floor. And they painted over it and I remember when they painted over it that first time they only put a coat over it and or maybe two coats, I don't know, but that thing came through the paint. Like, you could still see it. And, uh, I don't remember if they came back a second time and tried it. I think they might have. But, I remember we, we, we couldn't fully get rid of that, that compass thing. It was always there. It, you never could get rid of it. So I think my mom just ended up throwing a rug over it, if I remember correctly. And we just, lived and got spooked like crazy in there well the the older kids never really got bothered it was really the younger kids that got bothered in there um there was a woman in there that they used to see they they, they called her bucket woman
1: yeah
0: and um I remember talking to you guys about it and everything and me you and our cousin our older cousin uh, stayed with us uh I remember talking to her about it too and we were sitting there and I remember we was asking each other, I wonder why they call her Bucket Woman. And they were saying that she has something on her head that she wears. And we started going through and thinking of, you know, what that could be. And a couple of a couple ideas popped in our heads. It could be those old nurses, you know, those old school nurses, like back in the, like turn of the century days, like back in those days, those huge hats they used to wear. Or maybe it's like an old nun something like that Um, but yeah she would she would raise out with those littler kids Uh, like I said my mom was a foster parent and she didn't only take my first cousins she took these other two uh, smaller kids from the state and uh, they stayed with us too and they were younger than all of us they were the the, the two youngest of, of all of us and that's who bucket woman really messed with was the younger kids seemed like she never never really raised hell with the older ones I don't know why but uh, I remember the couple of times I was asking them asking those two foster kids that were from Oregon I was asking them about what they seen and everything and what what it was because well one of the one of the kids um, he was the older one his name was uh, we'll just call it C he, the other one was uh, his younger one. We'll call him A. And uh, C was sitting there, and he was telling us that uh, that A was the one that was talking to her. And C was just kind of standing back like, hey, you, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be talking to her and getting kind of scared and all that. And then he said that they would, uh, A said that she was magic or something, that she can make lights from her hand. Something like that—that that she was trying to teach A how to do it, and or something like that. I I, I really can't remember the full story on how that went because it was so long ago. I I was only in fourth grade, you know. Here I am now, forty-one years old, so it's pretty kind of a long time ago. But uh, I remember asking him about it, and yeah, he was saying that she was magic—that she would let light come out of her hands, like I don't know if it was a flame or if it was a ball or what it was she would have on her hands but she they said that she would like light up her hands and uh you know that's just one of the stories about Bucky woman. there's a couple others too i remember um we had these uh these closets in our room they they weren't full walking closets they were kind of like half closets but they were really long they, they were dang near the, the length of our room but they were really they weren't deep and they weren't tall. You, you couldn't stand up in there. You, when you walked in the door there, you had to duck down and almost crawl. But you can go way the heck back there. It's a lot of a lot of room in there. And uh, I remember uh, my uncle, who, God rest his soul, he was up there one time. <laughs> he got scared in there. I forget what he got scared of. I. I I don't even remember, I think I came back from school or something, but I remember you told this story too, Rod, when you were talking about it, when Pooch got seen something or something in there, he wouldn't talk about it. Yeah,
1: he just wouldn't.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I, I remember, I don't know if I was there or if I remember coming back from school and you guys were all laughing at him or something, but I remember that day when you guys were telling me about that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that... That house was something else, man. Just just the land it was on, just how the, there was a huge tree in the back of there, too, where me and my cousins, we made like a tree fort back there in that huge tree. I don't know. There was just something about that place that just didn't sit right. And I always boiled it down in my mind that, you know, maybe Bucket Woman was, you know, she probably wasn't stuck in that house. She was probably stuck on that land, you know,
1: something from a
0: long time ago.
1: Yeah, so I think, I think it's something, something with that land, but that tree too, there's something up with that tree, man. I, I still to this day can't really, you know, put my finger on it, but you know, cause when Bobby Ann was looking out that window and we went up there to see what she was doing and it, you know how that window slammed and she just looked at us really slow. She was mm-hmm. staring up at that tree, man, you know, and I almost half wonder if that Bucket when we was sitting in that tree. <laughs> yeah. That's what
0: I think too, because that 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 night when she got in trouble, I remember that she was uh, getting into Christmas presents or something. I forget, but she got in trouble by by her mom and uh, she ran upstairs. I think her mom sent her upstairs, or she ran upstairs. I forget how that happened. But she just I remember, took off. Yeah. Oh, she just took off. Yeah. And, yeah and, I remember before that, Mom was telling me and you to go up there and close that window. Go up there and close that close that one's window, before those bugs come in here. I'm like, alright. remember we went in there, and we both had our feet up. Remember, we was holding onto that window, and we was putting both of our weight on it, and we had our feet up, and we was like, dangling on that window, and it wouldn't close.
1: i hmm like, yeah,
0: we will just leave it. <laughs> so we just left it for our cousin to close, and you know, she's just going to have to deal with the bugs. <laughs> And yeah. that's when Bob Yang got in trouble and ran up there and I remember uh I remember when she ran up there and, uh I don't know if it was mom or Chas told told you to go check on her or told me, one of us to go check on her.
1: Yeah, it was Chas. We,
0: yeah, we, we both teamed up and we went up there and I, I was following you. I remember you was going first and he was walking up those stairs and we got about halfway up. And then you kinda slowed me down. He was like, Wait, wait, wait and we started listening. And we kind of crept up to that top stair and we was both sitting there levitating, trying to listen and see what she was saying. Mm-hmm. And I remember peeking around that door. You you peeked around it and I peeked around it and we was sitting there looking at her. And then when she, I don't know if she even noticed us there or what, but like she slowly turned and like looked at us all spooky looking like a scary movie.
1: Yeah.
0: Looked at us all spooky looking and then that window just slammed shut behind her.
1: Holy cow,
0: man, that scared the hell out of me, man. I took off
1: running. Right <laughs> <laughs> I remember
0: you took off running right too, and then you stopped about halfway down the stairs and you like, oh shit, my niece is up there. i got gonna go get her. And you ran back up there and grabbed her. Well,
1: remember, I just remember, Chas, I wasn't going. remember okay. Chas passed <laughs> us on those stairs and she was going up with Daniel. But I was going down and I took that. I took Daniel. Remember she went in there? Like, we wouldn't oh, go she in went there. And got yeah, we stood at the bottom of the stairs, and I was holding Daniel, and you were peeking around that corner way down there, down at the bottom of the stairs, and I was standing right in the middle of those stairs at the bottom, but, you know, on the floor, and looking mm-hmm. up, and <laughs> I remember thinking when I was holding Daniel, "Oh, Christ, that Jass is brave, man, god damn. She doesn't even <laughs> know what the hell we just seen, but she's just going right in there, boy. All she's seen is us panicking and hauling ass out of there, and... Get her. Go. I remember thinking, oh, okay. I, I was as brave as her.
0: <laughs> A mother's love for their kids, man. They'll do anything for them.
1: Remember, she what's wrong, my girl? She went walking in there and brought her back down. But I, I remember going up those stairs when we were listening because I wanted to kind of hear what else she was saying, but she was saying, uh, yeah, my mom's <laughs> mean. Can you just take me away from here? Yeah, just take me away.
0: Oh. yeah I remember that I remember her saying uh, she was saying Bucket Woman can you just take me away from here
1: yeah and she was looking
0: out that window and it was all dark
1: mm-hmm. was just,
0: holy cow that gives me chills just thinking about it
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh, you know the way she said everything because later on when she when it showed up and Daniel was uh, you know he was just a baby was he bought She's a year, year and a half old. Probably Ann yeah, must have been about three or so. But I remember that night she said, yeah, Bucket Woman's magic. Because I was asking her. So what does she do? She, she can make lights come out. Like you were saying, can make lights come out of her hands. They're like balls of light. Oh, really? Like I was just listening to her, man. Because, you know, she was so young that those kinds of things don't pop into a kid's head. Like, the things mm-hmm. she was saying, there's no way, like... Kids are so innocent, they don't... You know, the, ah, their heads are filled with really childish things, not stuff like she was talking about.
0: Yeah, exactly. And another thing you gotta realize is this was back and Way back before we had internet. Yeah. This was back way before we even had cell phones.
1: <laughs> yeah, this was one... Oh, geez, about 92, 93, no, some, somewhere there. in there, yeah, but, uh, you know, I, just so everybody knows, we, we've talked about this place with my brother kind of quite a bit since it's happened, and we looked back, and we looked for that place, we looked for that place, we could never find it on, you know, Google Maps when that first, you know, that came out finally, so, we just couldn't find it, and. Man, I was stubborn. I just kept looking for it and looking for it. And I finally found it on there. So oh, here it is. Check it out. Man, I found it. <laughs> we start looking at it. and Man, that house looks the same. It's still white. You know, and... Anyways, on, on the website, Lodgetales.com, I got the, the stuff I found about it posted on there. You, you can see it for yourself, this old house. But there's... It is
0: a spooky one.
1: There's something in there. You know, and the people... What I'm curious about is the people that live there after us. Geez, even before us. I would like to talk to them.
0: Yeah, see if they seen or heard anything.
1: Because, you know, we never resolved that. We just moved. You know, normally yeah, we, we we try to do something about it. But we didn't there. We were too young, you know. I mean, mom had some of that medicine she was given, you know. But she never really used it, so... Mm-hmm. only in times of really really great need would she use it so i mean yeah we never we never did anything about it and for all i know yeah. it's still there
0: <laughs> yeah i think it is because that google maps gets updated quite often i'm pretty sure it's a pretty recent photo of it
1: oh i mean that spirit that messes with those kids in there I'm pretty sure that thing, oh yeah you know for all i know it's it's still in there yeah I
0: remember too, uh went that same day when mom that first day when mom brought me up there to go look at it after we went and walked through it and everything and she showed me where our room was gonna be our cousin's room everything we end up leaving and then you have to back out of there and we was in that old uh oh what kind of car was it that great big boat she had it was that brown boat two door boat
1: yeah oh, I forget
0: what kind of car it was but we was in that thing and I was in the back, Michael was driving, she was passenger and we backing out, got onto the um to that alleyway that we was in and start driving away. And if you look at those pictures, if if you posted the picture of that house on your website,
1: mm-hmm. there's
0: a um there's a window right there on the second floor. That window up on top that you see in that picture, that was me and Rod's room. That's that's the window that, that was in, in our bedroom and I remember when we was leaving there. I remember looking back at the house because I was really happy. I was like, dang, we finally got a house, and I was really happy. And I remember looking up at that window and seeing somebody standing in there. And they had something like a weird thing on their head. I didn't put two and two together, though. And, you know, I, I, I never did really think about it until, you know, maybe just a few years ago when I start, when we really start talking about it, when it starts. I start putting two to two together and thinking, you know, maybe I've seen Bucket Woman, too. Maybe she just showed me, she showed herself to me just that once, and I never did see her again, though.
1: Yeah, see, i never seen her. I just experienced those things and heard the kids talking about it, and Mom said that it would sound like those two foster kids were getting flopped around on their beds, too, sometimes. She could hear them like uh, almost like whimpering or something like they were scared, and she'd go check on them, and nothing—you know—nothing you know, would be wrong, so she would just go back to sleep. hmm Yeah,
0: the sheep—that bucket woman really messed with the younger one. A, A would always—he he would always come crying to mom about stuff that he seen, that he heard yeah it would be good to get Mom on here if, if you can actually get her to record a video oh I bet you she has a lot of good ones about that house
1: yeah one of these days I'll try to get her on, but she's you know she's shame she don't <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe she's I old can school. yeah maybe I can uh hopefully soon get her get her to sit down with me and might have to go to her house and bring all this equipment in there and just do it right there at her house or.
0: Yeah,
1: you know she might she might talk to me on the phone. I mean she goes to sleep pretty early and I work early, so it's kind of a timing thing. And I don't know how I'd be able to, you know, side you know the logistical. I don't know whatever the schedules aligning for all that. I might just have to head up there and talk to her right there. But she even yeah. said that when she was bringing you guys in there for the first time that she seen that woman standing on the top of the stairs. Mom said she looked like a nun. So that's why, you know, I and and plus when Bobby Ann was talking, oh, yeah, I didn't finish talking about that. And she said, she's magic. I says, yeah. And she said, well, well, Daniel don't like her. And I said, why is that? He said, he's scared of her. I said, how come? She said, I don't know. She said, oh, probably because when she came and she was showing us she was magic. I I gave her a hug when she came in. I gave her a big hug. And I told Daniel, hug her. And he, he wouldn't do it. He's shaking his head no. Cause he was scared. Come on, you don't have to be scared of nothing. Just hug her. And so he reluctantly went over and kind of put his hands on her and and hugged her. And when he backed off, who his hands are? She said his hands are full of blood. And so oh. I had to, I had to bring him downstairs to that bathroom and I had to wash the blood off his hands because he was scared. Then we came back up, and when I remember asking her about it, and so how does she look? She's got this thing on her head. It looks like a bucket. And she wears these long, uh, kind of... Well, I don't remember her exact words, but what she described was somebody in uh, robes. Yeah. You know, like long, flowing, like a robe. Not a dress, but like robes. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: So anyways, that, that's why I've always kind of thought she was a, a nun. You know, and I mean, because I'd never seen her. I just... I, I was witness to the, the devil star or whatever it was reappearing. I mean mm. I remember one day heck mom and pooch were up there painting that thing. I came home on a weekend and I remember walking up there and they were they were painting over and like, God we can't get this thing to go away. And they were really painting. They had black paint and they were painting over it. And I, I remember watching it. I said, look, as soon as I put a layer on it, it just kinda comes back through. And I was thinking, well, why don't mm-hmm. you just sand it down? That's what I was kind of thinking, because, you know, we were doing stuff in wood shop, So I, I was kind of used to sanding and everything. And that's how I started thinking. But I never brought it up to sand it. But they were just trying to paint straight over it, and they never could. So you said that yeah. a couple guys come over and tried to paint it. Well, that means that it was like they tried to paint over it like three times. I don't know any kind of paint that bleeds through after three layers, you know, at least three layers of paint. You can yeah, pretty much cover yeah. up anything with three, you know, four layers.
0: <laughs> even even like a like a small little ridge on that thing, you know, four three, four layers of paint definitely levels it out. Should anyway. You shouldn't see that thing on the floor anymore after that much paint. It's it's weird. Very
1: weird. You know, if I was to speculate on what the prehistory of that place was before we went there, I bet you anything, man, there was a there were some people that were into that, what do they call, a cult. And I bet you anything they were doing that, they were uh, raising hell with things like that. And I bet you they called that that spirit into being. Or, you know, that's the other kind of theory I have on that. And aside mm-hmm. from it being so old, you know, it could have been there, but it could have just been, I guess, dormant. But I think they might have woke it up, whatever it was, you know.
0: Yeah, somebody was doing something in there. I mean, that... that that pentagram that's that's what we can call it that pentagram is was not normal it wasn't Mm -hmm. you can tell you can tell it it had it had something with it It had meaning it had some type of dark meaning that's just the way it looked all the different symbols on there i mean i remember one time i I was looking on the internet and i think i might have found that exact thing Didn't, didn't i show you it one time
1: if you did, I don't remember it. Kind of vaguely, I remember something, but...
0: Yeah, yeah vaguely. I, this was like years ago. I remember just thinking about that thing one night and I just start Googling pictures of pentagrams and I dang there, think I might have found it. If I, I'll have to look it up again and I'll I'll see if, if you remember it. And I'll bring it over to you one day.
1: All right. But yeah,
0: that, that house was something else up there. I was... I was glad to move into it, and I was sure glad to leave it.
1: <laughs> Man, I didn't have to stay there day after day, you know, because I stayed in the dorms over at Chamawa, you know. I didn't have to, but I'd come home, and then I quit coming home as much because I had whole life going on over there whatever, but I'd come to Mom's house, and, and I, you know, in the summers, we'd stay up there and raise hell, but I never did get bothered in there, you know, and eventually I made my I made a room out in that garage, you know, so I didn't really stay in the house. Uh, you know, when kids get older, they just kind of do their own thing. But it's kind of how that was. I, I felt, I always felt something was there, but I could never put my finger on it, you know? Mm-hmm. I remember there was a few times where everybody was gone. I don't know where they were at, where everybody was. But I remember staying there by myself, Cup, cheese about five times, handful of times, you know, and going to the living room, watch TV and I just, just feel like I wasn't alone. I just keep looking around. Like, huh. Jesus, it feels like there's, you know, <laughs> I yeah. remember that that happened more often than not when I was there by myself. I, I don't think I ever sat there alone with nobody at the whole house and, and felt like I was actually alone. Kind of yeah. felt like something was in there, but I couldn't tell, you know.
0: Yeah, I know that feeling too. I got that same feeling when I'd come home. Mom and them wouldn't be there. They'd be downtown or something, and I'd come home from school and I'd turn on cartoons and just sit there and wait for them to get there. But yeah, I know that same feeling. Like somebody's there with you. Like they're sitting in that living room with you, like yeah. standing in the kitchen, or they're, they're they're somewhere near you in that house somewhere. And it's just like you're not alone.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. Remembering our dogs died. At- Died at that place, too. I mean, shit. Yeah. I mean, they were sick. They got sick from something. I, I remember what it was, you know. But still, just animals die in there, too. And it just doesn't add up, you know. Mm-hmm. There's something too much.
0: Too much bad there. I mean, it just wasn't a good place, and and in the end, it wasn't a good place. And, yeah, I mean, it it would really be cool to see if we can get a hold of somebody that lives there now or lived there prior before we did, and see if they have stories to tell.
1: Jeez, if I'm ever up that way, that'd be crazy to stop in there. I don't know if I got the guts to do that. (laughs) (laughs) You You could follow you. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. You know, but still, I'd like to just out of curiosity just knock on that door we'd probably weird him out huh? hey man is there anything crazy happening in here we used to live here years ago see a (laughs) big nun standing in here listening to those kids get the hell out of here (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how I'd approach that but definitely it kind of I guess piques my interest I'd, I'd like to know if people you know, got bothered there, too. Pretty sure they would have, mm-hmm. especially right after we left. Yep. hmm
0: Yeah, so that's that's really what I have for Oregon. Um, just that house. I really don't have much to say about Kaiser. Really never get bothered down there, staying with our auntie or staying in that other place that we stayed at, those Forest Green apartments. That's what it was.
1: Yeah, was this that place... The house.
0: Yeah, just that one house there is what we got bothered at. Mm. But, uh,
1: yeah, shoots from that
0: point. That's when I I end up moving back home. Grandpa came up and picked me up. I came back home and stayed on the res. And graduated from high school from there. So I was there from 6th grade all the way to 12th. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of spooky stuff that happened there, too is uh well back in uh see back in ninety nine was when I met my wife. Been together ever since. And uh when I first met her we had a we had a child in O four and oh four we had one and oh two we had one, 07 and two thousand twelve. Our first one in '02, she was. Uh, we was staying in Heart Butte for a little while there, and staying in a, in our with our in-laws or with my in-laws, and it was just too tight in that house, so we wanted to move to, to a different place. And my dad actually let us stay in his place because he was. It was just three big three-bedroom house, and he was staying with uh, his sister, my auntie, and because it was winter time, and he didn't like being in that house all by himself and all that stuff, so. We just went up and he started staying with uh, my auntie up by the school and uh he he told me and my wife that we could go ahead and live in there for a while. We went, All right, oops, thank you, Dad. So we we went ahead and moved in and uh start living there and stuff and that first night we moved into that place. Uh we had a bunch of boxes that we had out. Like, we were just moving in. We didn't have no furniture in there or anything like that. It was just a bunch of, like, boxes of dishes we had sitting in the kitchen and um, some boxes of clothes sitting in the kitchen. All of the boxes were in the kitchen. We, we just kind of stacked them there, and it was, it was already getting late, so we wanted to go to sleep, and we was going to continue it the next morning. And uh, we go to lay down. We went into the dad's bedroom that that uh, northeast bedroom, and we were sleeping in that bedroom, and uh, we go to lay down, and that when that heater kicks on in that house, it's really a loud, loud heater. I mean, when it kicks on, it's really loud. Like, you could really hear it throughout the whole house. And then once it gets to fully heated, it'll start blowing air, but it's still loud, and it stays loud until it shuts totally off. And the heater kicked on. And when the heater kicked on, I was laying there, and my wife was sleeping already, and I just kind of closed my eyes. The heater kicked on, and we were sitting there, and I heard one of those boxes. It sounded like a box on linoleum floor, you know, like like if you took a box and just slid it across linoleum, how that sound would sound, you know, with the little, like, little rocks and stuff, you know, dirt underneath of it, Mm -hmm. how that would sound. And that's what I heard in that kitchen It sounded like one of those boxes just got pushed or kicked or something all the way across that floor and it hit that other side of the wall. Like it was loud. You heard it just and then it hit the other side and boom, it hit the other side and you heard some uh, silverware falling. And i was like, oh, what the heck was that? So I got up and I went in there and turned all the lights on as I was going in. I was really spooked because it was all dark in there and everything. So I was turning all the lights on as I was walking in there. Turned on that kitchen light. Shit, everything was still the same way.
1: Boxes <laughs> were
0: all the same, nothing was moved, everything was all the same. And I was like, what the good? You know, I was trying to put it together in my head, like, what the hell made that noise? But shit, I couldn't come up with an uh, good excuse for it, so my wife got up too. We was all we was all looking around and stuff, but yeah. Couldn't come up with a good explanation for that one. And uh so we go and we lay back down. And uh we go and lay back down on that on our bed and that heater shut off. It was it was enough time and for us to get up, go in there, see what's going on. The heater was still going, it was loud, and as we was in the kitchen the heater turned off. So it got quiet in the house again. And that's when we went to lay back down. We was like, Oh, you know we just we were spooked and everything, but it was maybe 1 in the morning, so we were so tired, we just wanted to go to sleep. So I'm like, oh, well. Went in the other room, shut the door, and turned the lights off. We went back to bed, and I was laying there, and I was almost going to sleep again, and that heater ticked back on again, and it got really loud in there again. And I was really just laying there, and that, that air started blowing. After about a minute or so of that heater warming up, the air started blowing, and my head was right next to that vent. Bent on the floor, <laughs> I'm really laying there, and I just that air was blowing on my face like that, and I I start hearing people talking, and, and I got really quiet. I like I started, I started thinking, you know, maybe maybe it's my heartbeat, and you know, maybe I'm it's so quiet, or maybe I don't know. Maybe I start trying to think of things why I was hearing people talking, trying to justify it. and I was like, no, there's nobody in here. There's nobody in here at all. Just me and my wife. And, you can hear, there must have been, like, when that heater kicked on and that heat started blowing out, mm-hmm. there was probably, it sounded like at least seven to ten people in that kitchen partying. They were mm-hmm. all having fun. They were, like, people talking, like, like, like girls and guys, you can hear them all having fun in there, but you couldn't make out what they were saying. They were muffled. But you can tell that there were voices in there, and they, they would laugh, they would all talk, and have, like, they were partying. And I turned over and I shook my wife and said, hey, do you, do you hear this? Do you, do you hear what's going on in there? And she, like, got quiet and she, she heard it, too. And she said, well, what the heck's that about? So I got up and again and I was scared. I was like, you know, that box just got kicked across the room and I was scared to walk in there. But then when I get scared, I I the scaredness only lasts for so long and I start getting mad. 'Cause I I don't know, I just get angry when I get scared. And I start getting mad, so that's when I just busted in there, you know, I wanted to see what the heck was was in there, so I busted into the living room and into the kitchen and all that and then nobody there. All the boxes <laughs> feel the same way, nobody partying. It was just quiet in there, all the lights were off. It was like nobody around. You and my wife were sitting there looking at each other like, what the heck? <laughs> hmm,
1: that, this was the first night you guys moved in there or slept there?
0: The first goddamn night. <laughs> first day of night. It, then all the other times, but, I mean, we, we stayed there for... It must have been at least until that spring, about half a year or so, we stayed there. So we stayed there through the winter. And... uh dad wanted to come back in there around spring so and uh i think that's when grandpa was staying with us too grandpa was starting to decline you know he was getting really old and stuff and he was staying with us yeah and we was taking care of him and stuff and my dad wanted to get back in there like okay and we we end up uh moving back out to heartbeat that time but in that six months we stayed in there holy cow did we get bothered in there we had a uh one time we was all sitting there, me and my wife, and she had some of her family there. And we were all sitting there, we was watching, um, oh, I forget, I think it was Lion King or something. It was some kid movie we put on for my daughter, and she was just sitting there watching. And we was all in the living room, we was all, all just bullshitting and just, just talking. And one of that bathroom door that's, that's across from the living room there, it was open, but the light was off in there and one of my wife's cousins was sitting on the couch that was directly across from the door, from that bathroom door. Mm-hmm. And we were just sitting there talking. We were just all bullshit, and I, I forget what we were talking about, just telling stories. And next thing you know, a roll of toilet paper came flying out of that bathroom and hit her on the head. <laughs> <laughs> it, it hit her on the head, and we we all stopped because I think uh, one of Tracy's boy cousins was right in the middle of a story when that happened, and we all just froze, and we are like, whoa, what the heck was that? It's like, I thought somebody was in that bathroom messing with us. You know, I thought maybe a kid or something was in that hiding in the bathtub or something. So I went running in there and I ripped that bath that curtain open. <laughs> Nobody in there. <laughs> Nobody at all. And her cousin was sitting there. She's like, where did that come from? I said, it came from right here. It was sitting right here. Dang, man. So something threw that toilet paper at her when she was sitting there, not not expecting it. that was crazy that night (laughs) and that on that same night when that toilet paper came out we was uh we went back to bed we that was probably about a month or two after we moved in when that stuff started happening because there was a time there when we didn't get bothered and uh but about a month or two after we moved in, we ended up switching rooms to that that southeast room. Because mm-hmm. Dad's room was just... At, I don't know, we, we kept hearing those people partying. Every time during the nighttime when that thing would kick on, mm-hmm. I would hear those people talking in there. And it just, it just became normal after a while, you know? Shoots, you heard it dang near every night. So it just didn't even bother me anymore. So, But she <laughs> wanted to get out of that room. She was thinking maybe it was the room. So we moved to that other room put our bed and stuff in the other room, and that, that same night when that tissue came flying out at her cousin, everybody went to, went home, you know, we was shutting down shop, closing all the doors, locking everything down, making sure everybody was safe and we was going to hit the sack, and my baby, my youngest one, she was only maybe a few months old, about three, four months old at that time, and she was sleeping in the back of the bed, like we had a bed that was uh, against the wall, and she was sleeping against the wall so we, she wouldn't roll off and, you know, fall off the bed or anything. So we put her against the wall. My wife slept in the middle, and I slept on the outside of the bed, and uh, we went to bed that night. And I was almost dozing off. My my daughter, she fell asleep, and my wife fell asleep. I was almost dozing off. And then, my wife like elbowed me, and she's like, "Quit!" And I, I woke up. I like I opened my eyes and I looked at her, and it was just pure dark in that room. You couldn't see nothing. I was like looking around. I was like, "Huh? Maybe she's just dreaming, you know? Maybe she's in a good dream, or I don't know." So I, I, I didn't really think nothing of it. So I almost started dozing back off again. Then she kicked me, and she kicked me on my leg, and she's like, "Jesus, guy, told you quit!" And I. I like stopped and I sat up in that bed and I looked at her and I was like, Quit doing what? What are you talking about? She said, Quit tickling my feet
1: <laughs> and,
0: Oh when she said that, oh my whole, all my hairs on my back, everything just stood up, man. I was like, "Ooh," You know, so I I told her, I'm not tickling your feet, I didn't touch your feet at all and man she jumped right up and once once she jumped up or no, once I said, I'm not tickling your feet I, I haven't touched your feet my daughter woke up just in a beller and cry, just all of a sudden just ah and she was just bellerin' and we had to settle her down and all that and then But we end up leaving that spooking us end up spooking us out of there that night. That was one of the few nights we left because it spooked us out of there. Didn't want to stick around and deal with it. So we uh end up calling my in laws. My in law's like they're they're pretty understanding about that stuff they they're spiritual and all that and so my mother-in-law jumped in in her rig and she came all the way to browning from heartbeat to come pick us up and we told her hey yeah we'll, we'll just meet you down at the uh because we, we didn't want to stay there Shit, we were scared it was like hey we'll just meet you down down at M. that we have a little gas station maybe about a block a uh, block and a half away from us like we'll just go down there and we'll wait and you guys can pick us up from there and i said okay and in that house, um, all the doors are, are broke. Well, that, that front door, that shed door is broke, so the, the doorknob doesn't lock. You huh? mm-hmm. had to put a uh, – my dad had this great big – I think it was like a like a treated, pressurized 2x8 great big old board. He would sit up against that door from the inside. I mean, she, she would need a God damn! Hit it with the truck in order for that thing to break. But he would put that against the door, and that's how we would lock it. We'd lock it from the inside, then we'd go around and lock all the other the back door and lock all the windows. And then we'd go to my dad's room, that uh, northeast room, and I'd crawl out that window and I'd leave this one window open. So when we came back in the next day, that's how I'd get into the house. And uh, we was spooked. We got everybody ready, put my daughter in there, let my wife and them all outside, and I locked that door, and they were outside waiting for me, and I went through that house, shut all the lights off, made sure all the windows were locked, and shut everything down, TV was off, everything was locked, Walked into Dad's room, and I... I was scared right then and there because I was the last light I had to turn off was that light, and I had to go <laughs> to that window and still jump out it. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I was scared because, shit, I already, you know, all that shit that was already happening. And I sat there, and I looked at that window, and I took a deep breath, and I was like, all right, fuck, I got this. So I set the light off, and I bolted towards that window, and I started making my way out it. And once I crawled out it, it's it's kind of a drop. There was a tire down there that I leaned up against that that house so I can step on that tire then step to the ground hmm I made it out to that tire and just as I stepped on that tire I reached up and my head was already looking down I was I was looking down to see where I was gonna step but I reached up to grab that window and I just gonna pull it closed you know you just pull it down and it'll close it hmm and my head was already looking to the left and I was looking down to where I was gonna step at the same time I was pulling that window closed and when I stepped down and as I slid that window closed, on my right side, my right per- peripheral vision, when that window closed, mm-hmm. shit, there was somebody looking at me out that window and <laughs> seeing a face like he was looked at. It was a dude. It was some guy. I don't know who it was, but he looked like a white guy. And it, I, I just seen him at the corner of my eye. I seen his eyes and I seen his hair and I seen his white complexion. And I got scared and I didn't want to look at him. I just, I just kept going. I just shut that window and I just kept walking. And I got out to the road. My wife and I were waiting on the on the north side of the house. And uh they're like, is is everything good? I'm Like, yeah, yeah, it's all good. And we're just gonna start walking away. My wife turned around and she said, Hey, that window's open. What the uh. Fuck I turned around and that fucking window was open in that in that room we were staying in that self. Uh, southeast room. And none of them were open to begin with. And it was just dark in there, man. Like it, like no, none, no lights around. I shut everything off, but that window was wide open. Uh, she was like, "You're gonna have to go close that window." And I was so scared, <laughs> man. It was dark out. And I was like, man, I just seen that face. I, oh man, I was so scared. And I was just like, man, all right. So I ran down there and I just i just shut it as quick as i could and i I just i basically closed my eyes when i did it i didn't want to see that dude again and i ran up there i just closed it shut my eyes and i turned around and took off and we ended up going going out to heartbeat that night and staying but yeah that was a spooky night man
1: (laughs) yeah that house everybody that's ever stayed there has got a story about it you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, talked about it before Indian. on the podcast. It's <laughs> it's one of the yeah, houses. I think
0: it was just, I think it's just all the the history in that house. You know, just all the there's a lot of history there.
1: A lot of drinking, uh, you know. It's, it's a lot alcohol. of alcohol. Yeah, a lot of alcohol. Yeah, it's all... that's mainly
0: what was really in that house of alcohol. It really, really wasn't no drug life or nothing like that in there. Just mm-hmm. really alcohol and. Yeah, those alcohol spirits can get pretty strong in that house. Holy
1: cow. They'll show up too when they're just waiting for a party to come join you.
0: (laughs) Yep, that's what they want. They want you to keep drinking. Mm hmm I remember this other time we was, uh, it was snowing out. Me, my wife, and my baby, my youngest, or my oldest, she was my youngest then, um, she was probably about one, eh, not even that, four, five, six months old or so, still still this little baby, and uh, we had my little sister-in-law in there staying with us, uh, my wife's youngest sister. She was staying with us in there, and she was just young, and she was learning how to how to write. Like, She found a pen somewhere in that house, and there's some S's drawn all over the place because she was learning how to write her name. So she's s, s s s s s all over the place windowsills, on doors, cupboards. Shoot, you name it, she wrote an s on it. <laughs> <laughs> and we sit there, and uh, we took the pen away from her. Tracy got mad at her for writing on that windowsill and everything, and she got in trouble. And all right, time for bed now. And so, uh, um, we had another bed made back in dad's room back in that uh, northeast room mm-hmm. and me and his bedroom was the southeast room and we told uh her little sister we told her you know time for bed you know you gotta gotta go lay down now so we told her to go lay down on that bed in dad's room she said okay well, she goes in there and she lays down and me and Jesse, we're just in the in the kitchen. We're sitting at the table and we're playing crib. Sitting there drinking coffee and playing crib. Oh, it's about eleven o'clock at night, drinking coffee, playing crib. And uh really sitting there. Next thing her little sister come walking back in back into the kitchen. He's like, Hey, thought we told you to go into bed. What's going on? And she's rubbing her eyes like she just woke up. And, Today. I I was in bed. She said, but there's an old lady in there that told me to get off of her bed. She said that I'm messing it up. <laughs> and I said, there's an old lady in there. there. There's nobody in there. And I walked in there, turned the light on. There's nobody in there. And I said, well, sure, just, just I, I let her come lay by us in our bed. And I said, just come lay by us, and we'll just all sleep in this, this bedroom together. So we all slept on the same bed. But it was weird that some old lady told her that, and... We start thinking about it. Me and my wife and um, Grandma Florence, our grandma. She was in the military back in the day. She was in the army, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was in the army, and I start thinking. I wonder if that's who she's seen, because I, I I remember when I was young, she was really strict about about being clean and like being organized, and like she would fold her towels a certain way. Her uh, her hand towels a certain way, they'd all be set just perfect in that little little closet mm-hmm. in my grandma's house. And so I started I start thinking, I, I wonder if she's seeing Grandma Florence. I wonder if that's who kicked her out of that room.
1: Could be, you know. She didn't like her beds messed with either. You couldn't go in there and raise hell. She's really a meticulous old lady, you know. She really... Liked her uh, order. <laughs> she wasn't mean. She's was the nicest woman ever. You know, mm-hmm. she was just really squared away, you know. Mm-hmm. It, I, I think that could have been her too, but, you know. And she was. She, was, she wasn't mean. She was strict. You know, when it comes to certain things. You know, she wouldn't put up with it. So, <laughs> I I wonder about that one too. I wonder if that was Grandma. Kind of sounds like her, you know. Mhm.
0: That's who crossed my mind when when Sarah told me that she's seen that old lady back there. So that was the first time I've ever heard of an old lady being in that house. Yeah. Usually it's usually it's always it's always shadow figures or that that hat man guy.
1: Yeah. Ooh, I get rough. <laughs> I guess it's kinda scary. they uh
0: another story about that house, I remember one time we got uh, I went to bed. We were, we were going to go grocery shopping that next morning. We just got our big food stamps, huh? Mm-hmm. He was going to head down to Great Falls and he was going to go shop up. And I'm the driver, so I was I'm going to go to bed. It was already like 10, 11 o'clock. And my wife and her brother was sitting in the, um, kitchen, just playing crib or doing something. I don't know. They're just killing time. And, um, I told him I'm I'm gonna go to bed. I'm gonna I'm getting tired, so we wake up early and we'll we'll uh head to Great Falls. And, all right, so I I went in that room in that that southeast room. And I went and laid down. and I crashed out. Next thing I know, my wife come walking back in there. And she said, like, "Jim, Jim, wake up, wake up! Like something weird just happened." I'm like, "Oh, what, what's that? What what's going on?" I said, man, we was sitting in that kitchen. She said, uh, and we thought it was you, but we knew you went to bed. But somebody opened that that uh, that south door. Somebody opened that south outside door and walked in, and shut the door. And they were they had boots on, like either cowboy boots or uh, construction boots, but they were heavy boots, and they were stomping the snow off like on on the floor. You can hear them. They were stomping, and then they start walking towards that kitchen and then it just stopped. And and we're sitting at the table waiting to see who was going to walk around the corner, you know, but nobody walked around the corner. So she got up and she walked in there. No snow on the floor. Door was still locked. Mm -hmm. It was all still how it should be. And she come running in there and she told me about it. Holy cow, that's that's pretty spooky. So we, uh, my brother-in-law he was gonna sleep in the in the uh, uh, living room that night, but he got scared. That <laughs> happened. He got scared, and he's like, "No, I'm not gonna sleep in here tonight." <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, just grab this, grab these uh, couch cushions, and we'll make you a bed on the floor. And we all slept in that same room. Uh, my little brother-in-law he slept on the on the floor. And uh, the next morning, nothing else happened that night. But that next morning, we woke up. With it was probably 6, 7 o'clock. I rolled them out. I was like, sure, let's get going. Got a long day shopping, traveling, all that. Let's let's get on the road. We didn't even bother cleaning up. We just left our bed the way it was. was all those couch cushions, everything was still there. We were going to clean it up when we came back, you know. Hmm. So we just left it. Everybody got ready. We all showered up, got ready, and we headed down. Spent the whole day down there. Did everything shopped up. Had to do our, our, our McDonald's stop.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we got all that done. Went back home. Boots. When we opened that door, you know how how I had to crawl through that window. That that's how we had to get back in that house. And I crawled back through that window. Opened all the house back up for everybody to come in. And we went back into our room, into that southeast bedroom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Everything was clean.
1: Cool.
0: That bed was made, like our bed, me and Tracy's bed was clean, like it was made up, those cush- couch cushions were put away, the blankets were folded, and what was weird was what, the way our bed was made, was it was folded, like like a military fold almost, like like you know how you fold that thing back and your pillows go, go yeah. up on top? Mm-hmm. I never make my bed like that, I, I just throw a blanket over it and make sure the blanket's nice and flat, I call it good, and... <laughs> Whoever cleaned that place, they cleaned it really good and they put everything away and I sit there and I, my wife was asking me like, you know, I wonder if your dad or somebody like that came in and like, there's no way they could have. Well, they, they could have, but you know, dad would never climb through that window. Mm-hmm. He never would. He would always wait outside or he would call me or he would call uh, neighbors or, you know, couple, the, the younger boys up, up the road, he would call them to crawl in there for him. He would never crawl in there. And, uh, but yeah, I told her, ah, I, don't, I don't think so. And so I called him, called up to Auntie's house and asked him, hey, did, did any you guys stop by here? I'm like, no, I've been here all day. We've been watching football all day. Like, is, is grandpa up there with you? Yeah, grandpa was there. He was sitting there watching football with them. Oh, shit. So I told him what happened and dad started laughing. <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah That was another spooky story about that Like that's Weird how that How this cleaned up I. I wasn't really too spooked about it I was kind of fun. Like, well I was grateful There's one less thing I gotta do
1: <laughs> Were those cushions put back on the couch too?
0: Yeah That they were put back on the couch There was even a blanket on that couch
1: <laughs> Oh Jeez, that yeah, sounds like grandma too. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was all made up nice and neat.
1: Yeah, 'cause that's how she made her beds, just like that. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know why, this is something else, so I'm just thinking but I thought I'd share uh you No know, grandpa used to dad is telling me, he says, Yeah, yeah, your grandpa. He you just take his coat off anywhere. Just kinda throw it anywhere. Then grandma, you know, she was clean like that, so she'd put it away, hang it up somewhere in a closet, put it away. Went to go look for his coat. Now where'd she hide my coat? <laughs> <laughs> I always think about that when I think of grandma being really, really clean, like cleaning up and putting stuff away like that, organized. And he's where'd she hide my coat? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep, sounds like grandpa. I always say stuff like that. At one time, I had a lighter. He's the only one that owned a blue lighter. There's my lighter.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just got this one. I here you could have
1: it. <laughs> yeah. Have yeah. to give it to him. <laughs> I remember a, a time. Uh, I don't know. I'm thinking about kind, kind of chronological order. I don't. This had to have been before we went to Oregon, or was it after? I don't know, but. I don't know if you remember, but I think what happened was you guys got chased by a bigfoot out in Star School. Do you remember that one?
0: Yeah, oh, this was way before I went to Oregon. Actually, not way before, but maybe about a year before I went to Oregon. But so I had been been—I'd been in, like, third grade when that happened. I was out in Star School.
1: Mm-hmm. So we'll leave that as a little cliffhanger in the next episode with my brother. He talks about uh, a lot of his Bigfoot experiences that he's, he's had. Along with the uh, UFO type sightings and missing time and all this. So he's got some good ones coming on the next episode on the show. So once again, as always, I thank you all for being here. I really appreciate the support and I appreciate you so no matter where you're at whatever you're doing you know i hope you have a good night good morning or good afternoon and until next time